Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The people have demanded it. Take two of the Take Two podcast, the second in the same That's day. Right. That's it's right. not something uh, that we see very often, but something major happened moments after we finished recording our podcast today. The massive tax overhaul bill was killed officially. There was a news conference that was called very quickly. Everyone was up at the Hill ready to hear what it was. The governor was there, the Speaker of the House, a lot of business people. And the word is the bill is not going to go through. No tax reform. Jim, I know that you were not a fan of it. Greg, I think we talked earlier that we thought it was going to die. One of the biggest questions going into this is why do we need this? We keep talking about having surplus and a tax cut. So why do we want to tax people more when we're cutting taxes? Who wants to tackle this? Let me try. Greg, okay. and Greg's really the expert. He spent a long time. But the way the state sets up revenue, it comes in three big buckets. One okay. is the income tax, one is property tax, and one is the sales tax. The problem is in sales tax. Sales tax revenues have simply not been where they've been in the past. Services, for a lot of reasons. Let's not get into it. But the Republicans are going crazy. Their hair is on fire because the buckets aren't even. You know what? It's not a bucket problem, but that's all they can think about is this structural bucket balance. And that's not what the issue is. The issue is where is the revenue come from and how do we get it? Not that we get it in this particular bucket or that bucket. Do we need to change though? We're all in this world where we Mari Kondo and we want less stuff and we're buying less stuff. So do we need to tax different things to make sure that we have the money to pay for the services we need down the road? I'm saying there's plenty of money if they would stop fretting. I mean, it was like a clown car today. All the Republicans who completely dominate everything in the Capitol, standing there, picking their nose and going, oh, we screwed this all up. We can't even run the thing ourselves. Boy, we didn't know it was going to be this hard. And and then they always have a couple of props. I watched the news conference. I didn't see any actual nose picking going on. There were a lot of people there. It felt like sometimes news conferences feel comfortable and they flow. It felt like there were some nervous voices up there. It's let me tell you, Heidi, it was disappointment. Uh, What you had is there's too much in politics nationally, kicking the can down the road, letting the status quo reign, pointing fingers at one another. We've said on this program for a few weeks now, I that doing something is harder than ignoring it. And they were really did engage and try to deal with these buckets that Jim's describing. I'm sorry, this state has always been a pioneering state and a growing state. The infrastructure, the cost as your population grows, as more children arrive in your schools, as the state continues to grow and its budget grows, the demands on a state government continue to increase. If you don't have the general fund, and this is the part that I think Which one in is hindsight, the general fund, Greg? Yeah, Which, that's bucket? Which one is so the bucket? Everything, so it's the property tax, yeah. the state portion of property tax, and the state portion of the sales tax. The income tax was created 
and dedicated solely in our constitution for education. In 1996, it was not just K through 12, but extended to state institutions of higher learning, mm -hmm. so higher ed. That income tax has been robust. We've seen, we've heard the word, ter the term surplus. Surplus has occurred in our income tax, but the general fund of property tax and sales tax, we are not seeing surpluses. In fact, it is not keeping pace with the population and the growing demands on state services. And I'm talking public safety, I'm talking transportation, health and human services. Uh, you look at anything that isn't education and that's what you look to have your general fund or your property tax and sales tax pay for, it's not doing that job. And I think in hindsight, as, as much of it is a, a profile and courage to take this on and see this structural imbalance, I think the public, they were hearing things like record surplus, more money than what was expected. They were hearing tax cuts and then hearing the creation of new taxes. And I think that there was a fundamental confusion with so the public. Let's tackle a couple of those issues because people have been um, talking to me on Twitter tonight, teachers saying, we came out strongly against this. We're glad we won. We don't want this. We need the money in education. Let's talk about teachers. Will education be getting less money if this were to pass down the road? Yes, is the answer. The education fund comes from income tax. Which That's will their lower. bucket. And this plan lowered the income tax. That's it. And there would have been less money in there. And then they always say, oh, but we'll make it up somehow, somewhere, blah, no. blah, 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 blah. Oh. The facts and the loss was clear. The bill said income tax would go down. So you end up with this highest 1% are fabulous. And I, you know, this is nothing personal against the Romneys, but they represent 19,000 Utahns who make more than $500,000 a year. For them, a windfall because income taxes are going down. So the education fund is going down. Just since we went to the flat tax, we're losing $322 million directly from our classrooms into the pockets of the richest Utahns. I'm not, I'm not against rich so people. Jim, but they're probably Jim the businesses that feed into the tax base too, No, correct? it's individuals. But no, look, Jim, Jim is re-arguing the tax reform of 2006. Which was the Huntsman says, tax which, reform. Which, yes, yeah. and he's saying that, that the flatter tax should have been more progressive and we should have a higher uh, income tax. Yeah. I would say if you look at the revenue and you look at the economic success of the state, this flatter tax, because if you make more, you pay more because it's a flatter tax, but mm -hmm. it's a 5% of a million dollars is a lot bigger than 5% of $20,000. I mean, it's a simple concept. It's worked well. That isn't the issue. And I'll tell you, when you talk about will this hurt education, we had a time where general fund, the property tax and the sales tax of the state that was collected was all the funding for higher ed mm -hmm. up until 1996. If you can recover that, if that general fund of sales tax and property tax can, can represent a greater portion than it has now, higher ed could be funded as, it's, as it has always been to some degree, but that's got, you can use that general fund that you're raising for higher ed, which leaves more money for your K through 12 schools. And so that's why these superintendents- So colleges were, would come out of a different bucket. That's right. And that would be out of that general fund bucket. That's what it used to be. And that's what you could start to do again, leaving more money for our schools. And I'll tell you why that's not just a, a empty promise. In that same uh, meeting or that same hastily called press conference, you had Terry Shoemaker, who is 
the president of the Association of Superintendents. You had an association of school districts. You had the stakeholders of public education, not the union, mm -hmm. not the teachers' union, but the, but the other stakeholders of education that saw the merit in this reform and believe that there needs to be more general fund in our higher ed schools so that more of that property or that income tax can be used in K through 12 oh, schools. It would do Greg. the very thing that Jim the says is not, not going to happen. People are not going to swallow that. That it's, yeah, right now we're taking money out of the education fund, but don't worry, we're going to put it back. I'll tell you something else, and this may be a little bit in the weeds, but in that sales tax bucket, okay. One of the issues is the legislature keeps earmarking sales tax. That means certain groups, certain lobbyists, they get their money out no like matter what. Like transportation or water. Like transportation <laughs> or yeah, water. and water. So these special interests are <laughs> sucking off everything I, in I, that sales tax you, fund, and it isn't there for the general Do you find use. your commute time to be a special interest or a general cause to try to get to work or to work? You know what? Do you find water to be a special interest? Why? I'm going to tell you, I think we need some water, water in this important. arid state. It why is not a special why interest. Why wouldn't... The, why shouldn't we be paying for roads with the the with a, with a fuel tax with the people who are using the roads? Why would we take general we take fund all of it. money? It doesn't it doesn't cover it's the a amount. Six hundred million dollar shortfall. So the taxpayers are subsidizing uh, the use of the roads. I thought you Republicans would be for <laughs> a, a we, use we, tax. We have reformed our our gas tax. We've looked at it as a rate, but as you see that the, the cost of gas has dipped just under two dollars. Uh, it is a percentage of that, so we're not seeing that fund. In the 90s, Heidi, that gas tax at a cent per gallon paid for everything. It paid for the maintenance of the roads, the expansion or reconstruction of new roads, and even the highway patrol. Today, as Jim just pointed out, $600 million in the, in the, sh in the red. It doesn't cover these, these issues of a growing state that needs a more robust transportation infrastructure system. So that's why you see some of that general fund and sales tax earmarked for transportation, auto-related sales tax earmarked for transportation. So the people on the UTA bus are subsidizing through their sales tax the people that are using gas-guzzling cars on the freeway. The Republicans, I thought, would be in favor of a use tax. Isn't that sort we're, of where we all pay for education even though you don't have children? Is it sort of the same thing where you're building Well, if you want to put children on the same as gas-guzzling cars, no, then it's okay. No, not really, okay, but, but I have to put my I mean, kids in a car. So that's what I'm wondering. You know, no, they, Is that how you spread the wealth, I guess? So what do we do to go forward? Because uh, today we saw all kinds of people um, from different parts of business up there. I've heard radio... Um, um, advertisements for radio and television saying if we start taxing these local businesses, the mattress owners who advertise with us, or the owners of Arby's, then it's going to hurt local businesses. There were people up there who did taxes who said it's going to hurt me. On Twitter, I saw cities saying we can't do this because we'll have to raise our taxes. So yeah. how do you move forward so with this? Me, because pull, everyone yeah. says not so in me, my backyard. Let me put, yeah, let me pull this, the, the curtain back a little bit. There's a term that some of us use. So by design, it's easier to kill a bill than to pass a bill. True. I mean, and, and it should be that way. But there is a term called fog of war, where you can, you can incite stakeholders and you can start to chip away or have some say, I like all of it except for the part that impacts me. And you can start to see that provincialism start yeah. and then they start to ignite. And it can get so chaotic, especially when you're talking about one of the shortest general sessions in the United States, the six and a half weeks that our legislative session is, you know, is, is in, is in uh, 
when they're they're in session. In session, um, but you can't. That's not leadership, and that's not going to solve this problem. So you can do that temporarily. We can see what we saw today. I think there's an acknowledgement. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Everybody's a human being. There was great feedback. Once people saw the issue, we try to lay it out a little bit here. Once people see what the dilemma is, and it is one, it's not one for today, but it's coming maybe even in the next year. There are ideas being proffered, but when you just the mechanics of substituting a bill, getting it ready for the floor debate, mm -hmm. uh, it takes time and they're running out of that time. And so I think what you see with legislative leaders, business leaders, uh, even s stakeholders from our public uh, education system saying, we are going to continue forward beyond the end of this session to continue to do what they're doing now. And I wouldn't be surprised, this is my prediction, that you could see a special session called where they would tackle this uh, tax reform in a special session. If you wait to the 20 general session where everybody signs up for re-election in, in the same month in March, they, they're getting out. You can't get anything done that the month. The merit yeah. and the math won't matter. It will all be politicized in a way that I, I think it'll be hard uh, to see the reform that you actually, the state actually needs. Jim's making faces. Lousy, lousy leadership. They, they, sh they, a they fired, then they aimed, they didn't check. One thing about the Utah legislature and the governor, they don't have a pulse on the people. The whole session, they were against propositions. They were standing against where the people of the state of Utah, this is another example. We know it, we've got it, we're arrogant, we don't no. have to worry about elections, we're in charge. And they went off half-cocked and today, there was just utter anarchy up there. Uh, we don't have any tax program. Let me, it's, let me it's just seriously, say this. Seriously, it's bad leadership. He's just, Heidi, he just keeps dragging me into every one of those propositions. They, they, the will of the people is, have, has been honored. But let me just say this. We tried very hard to talk about some of the, the, the dilemmas that we have in terms of the pots of money, the general fund, the education fund that's the income tax. But there is only one public servant in this state that can have a conversation with the people of Utah and really lay this out better than even me. So, so the governor needs uh, to me, do this. I'm not, not Jim. Yeah, and I, oh, no, I wasn't setting me. up oh, okay, Jim, okay, not okay, you. All right, all right. The governor of the state of Utah with a very, very high approval rating, with the, a bully with the bully pulpit that can, through traditional media sources as well as social media, have this conversation, describe what we're talking about here in this episode. But he has that, that political capital. It needs to be spent and it needs to be discussed at length. And that is really something that the legislator or the legislative branch is not equipped to do as well. The governor of this state has to lead that discussion and has to be the one to hear from the public. That has to happen from the administration. And I, I don't think you get an argument from them looking at what, how this uh, fared, but the governor is going to, and his administration is going to need to lead out on this and talk to the people in Utah about Kind of the, the situation Good we Good luck on that. Okay, so is this something new or do we have a case study to look at another state that maybe has tried to move their tax base like this? Is it a new Utah idea or are other states trying something so like no, this? So no, there's states that have tried it and have failed. Uh, there's, there is, but what is unique about Utah is that we dedicate our state income tax solely to education. And other states have the ability to take their state income tax yeah. and spend it in other areas this was only created in the throes of the depression really the legislature back then with very limited resources created a new tax a state income tax 
dedicated to our, our children, our, our and students. And it was K through 12 then. Yes. And, and now then, it's been expanded. And then in, in the 90s, expanded. they they put higher ed in, and, and the K through 12 has never recovered. And and look, if you but take... But you're a Democrat. You want to give everyone free college, though, right? So we need more money in that bucket. Uh, no? Uh, 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 yes. I yes. love that question. Yes. <laughs> we yes, would definitely do. like a free junior college for every Utah. And you know how we'd pay for it? Let's take away that subsidy that the legislature just gave to Energy Solutions and the $70 million oh. special taxes. There, it, it, we could pay five times for uh, kids' college tuition just on what the you, Republicans give away to their corporate buddies. There's no giveaway there. That's, I don't even know what, I don't even, we can't go there. Right. He's baiting That's me. That's a whole other podcast for another me. day. He's okay. baiting me. Final word from each of you. Greg, you're first. Okay, I will just say this. We have uh, a, a, a dilemma but it is one where you are seeing leadership shown in terms of trying to tackle this, not when you're in the event. Yeah. They have tried, they have, they have begun the dialogue. You're going to see that, that dialogue continue forward, which mm -hmm. it needs to do. And I believe that, that is, that's hard work. But this state, I think we should take comfort. When we look at other states or we look at Washington, D.C., the brand of, of, of public service and politics here in this state I think is unique. I think people are coming together, trying to find those solutions. I know Jim doesn't agree. I, mean, I can feel his look, but I'm telling you, uh, this is an important process. And I think as the governor with his bully pulpit and his high approval rating can, and can really engage the public at large, the legislature is ready to do the heavy lifting, but it's gonna take that, that I think that uh, robust effort moving forward. And I think that's why you saw today's press conference. It needs more of that time and work. All right, time and work, can that make it happen for you and your friends? No planning, utter anarchy. The governor came out in the State of the Union and just made up some number about, we're gonna lower the sales tax to 3.1%. There was no plan. There was no planning. And thank goodness that cooler heads of the public prevailed and squeezed the legislature. Otherwise, they'd have us marching off some cliff that was unplanned. It was anarchy. <laughs> and to pat them on the back is a big mistake. All right, if this is anarchy, it's not that bad. There's uh, nobody in the streets trying to eat our faces off. What are those things called? Zombies. Yes, there's no <laughs> zombies in there. When this. I see Thank anarchy, you. I think about zombies. Yeah. And I haven't uh, seen those well, yet. Well, get up to the Capitol more, Heidi. <laughs> You'll see them. All right, thank you, both of you, for coming back tonight. Thank you for listening. We will continue this conversation in next week's Take Two.